come on in. <laughs> I walked on the table. Uh, <laughs> Don't knock over the already spilled beer cans, please. But uh, uh, hey, hey, welcome, uh, Raz. Just want me to call you that. Yeah, Raz is good. All right, hey, welcome on in. Thank you for coming in. Um, so a lot of people in in the modding community probably know you from DecoCraft. But I know you do a yeah. ton more. So if you want to just give a little quick intro into your, who you are and what you're known for. Okay, so I'm Raz. Uh, as uh, Green Flame here pointed out, I am the creator of DecoCraft. And I think that's my first big thing that I was known for, I suppose. Um, uh, I got hired by Mojang for a while. I was working on Minecraft Dungeons as an animator and 3D modeler. And then I helped make the parrots for Minecraft Java edition. And, uh, well, the parrot model. It's for both editions, but whatever. And then I became a marketplace partner. Uh, one of the founding, nine founding marketplace partners. And uh, I've been working on marketplace ever since. Uh, making maps and skin packs and texture packs. And my phone. <laughs> No worries. So what, how did you get in? You said you've been doing it for nine years. That's, that's a giant amount of time in terms of modding. Like, I don't think a lot of people have even been playing that long. So what, how did you get into Minecraft and what brought you into that side of it? Like I started playing in early alpha and I started modding like with mod, helping mods or with mods mm -hmm. uh, in like one, two, five or something. And then I think DecoCraft came out for one, I think the first version was like 1.4.7 or something. If I'm not completely out mm. of my mind. Uh, and yeah, DecoCraft's been along since then. Um, I started it because I had like uh, servers, uh, role-playing servers. And uh, I was like, oh, I wish I could decorate. What's happening? There's nothing to decorate with. So I met some coders and um, I just started asking around and I found someone to help me start up uh, DecoCraft. Uh, his name was Nopez and he's the guy who made mm, more player models and custom NPCs and animal bikes, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, he started with the first code base. Um, then I met Prof, um, and he and another friend of ours, Tay, started working on DecoCraft 2, where we rewrote the entire rendering engine and how everything worked. Um, and then it just, that's like history. Uh, thanks to DecoCraft, I had a portfolio. Thanks to my servers, I also had a portfolio with like building and stuff. And um, like, that's how I got into Mojang. Like I'm not a game developer or anything, but I ended up becoming one that is um, that's so cool the so you do you are you saying that basically through your mod you got a it got yeah. you a shot at mojang that's amazing like my first job in game dev wasn't even at mojang i had wanted to work for mojang for a long time mm -hmm. and they kept calling me back and asking for my portfolio but like they couldn't find a spot for me because back when i joined mojang we were like very like a small team. Mojang is huge now. There's right. like 150 people or more working just in the Stockholm office. Um, there's a lot of Mojangsters now. It used to be we were only 30. <laughs> wow. Um, and that's when I started working at Mojang. Um, mm. But um, 
for Mojang, actually at Minecon. So going to cons and having a portfolio is like the most important part to get your foot into game dev because you meet a lot of people in game dev right yeah so i met the creator uh, the creators of staxel um at minecon london and after talking and going for drinks and whatever uh, a few months later i just asked about the progress of the game how it was going and they're like hey we need another artist and we know that you do deco craft and we really need someone to make furniture and like models for the game and i said hell yeah so I learned how to use voxel software to make stuff because Staxel is a voxel-based game. Mm -hmm. So I already had Staxel under my belt. When Mojang contacted me finally, and they're like, hey, would you like to come work for us? Um, so I was working at Mojang, and at, it's the company's called Pluckit at the same time. So I would go mo to Mojang in the morning, do my work from like 9 to 5, come home, and then do my part-time job at Pluckit, making models for oh another God. indie game. You were doing and like what twelve-hour days, crazy hours, or something. At like least, oh yeah. Sometimes I'd do like more mm -hmm. because then I would also want to work on deco, right? So I'm like, okay, well, I'm done with my work, so now I want to do deco craft stuff, um, and I would just start working on my mods as well. So, um, where do you get that? Where do you get? The, are you just like in love with modeling? Like, how does that? Why? Yeah. How, how can you do it for that long? I just love it. I can like like your friend that built your beautiful set because this set is oh when I walked in I was like what am I looking at this is amazing like oh, he'll be um, happy to hear that like I'm just uh, stares in <laughs> awe like seriously um it's just gorgeous I need to snipe him to come help me do deco craft stuff too because this is great. Um, but yeah, like I see stuff and, um, people are like, oh, it's just Minecraft. No, like try being like, in my case, I'm an industrial designer, right? Like I learned how to do modeling more like high poly, super realistic with materials. Yeah. Trying to convert that into blocks is, it has its own difficulty as well, because you have to use cubes to make everything. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's distilling it down to like it's like least amount of detail, but you still need to be able mm -hmm. to know what it is and it needs to look yeah. good, you know. How, so, yeah. So how, how did you how did you decide to like what to put into DecoCraft and so were you already making models similar to that in your outside life or was like making no. all of those I finished uh university mm -hmm. and I was like Ugh. It's really hard to get a job as an industrial designer. It's not a very well-known. It's like a, it's industrial design and engineering, right? So it's mm -hmm. kind of like STEM, but with design at the same time. So I had to take physics and like material resistance and all of like electronic and all of the like STEM classes. But I also had to take drawing and uh, blueprints and like technical drawing as well and 3D modeling and all of that stuff. So I get out and it's like, you don't really fit into any particular industry. Mm -hmm. You know a little bit of everything, but you don't know enough about something to maybe nail getting a job. It's actually quite hard to get a job as an industrial designer. You either end up at a, either end up at a factory being an um, industrial engineer kind of thing, or you end up working like as a designer, maybe. Uh, a, a graphic designer even which is ridiculous because we do product Ooh, design right yeah. so but there's not that many positions for that kind of design like mm -hmm. um so i ended up working 
anything that wasn't what I was doing. <laughs> I even worked at an architectural firm um, helping set up like interiors and whatever. So my daily life wasn't really modeling anymore, even though I really liked it. Mm. Um, and then Minecraft just opened up a whole new world of, okay, I can build anything, but like, how do I decorate it? Um, and so that's, that's it, super yeah. cool. So you, you found a need that you needed and then you filled it. Yeah. It's because I needed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's a super great like entryway for anyone. Cause like if you're motivated, if you're self-motivated, that's going to take you farther than anybody asking you for like, if you, if somebody asked you to make a mod like that, you're motivated for them. Like you want to make it cause they made, they asked you to, but you, you like, you really wanted it. So you, you just made what you wanted and, and it probably kept you going for a long time. Right. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. Like it was my comfort and it still mm -hmm. is like when I'm feeling down or when I like, I really like to just sit down at my computer, put my headset on, put mm. some music on and just make stuff. How did I pick what I wanted to put into DecoCraft to answer your question? Yeah. I just, I would download maps from Planet Minecraft to play on, and then I would just go around and decorate them. That was my, that was how I played Minecraft. That was my enjoyment. Like, I couldn't even build very well <laughs> back in the day, but like I would download these amazing maps by these amazing, super talented builders, but then you'd go inside and everything was empty. I see. So it was like, mm. so I would download maps that I thought looked really cool on the outside. And then I'd go and just play on them in single player and be like, oh, a chandelier would be awesome here. And then I'd go and make a chandelier. Oh, this kind of chair, a throne, a blah, a whatever. So that's how I would get inspiration. Like whatever city or town or mm -hmm. whatever I had downloaded at the time that I liked, I would just decorate. And then I had my roleplay server where we would bring builds. Um, and play with other people and just like you know role play uh this whole fantastical adventure that we made up and uh and it was like oh raz we need i don't know a, a, a hay bed for the floor of the jail cells <laughs> for this part of the of the role play that we're doing this week and i went okay so i'd go and make it and then i'd put it into deco and uh we'd just role play and we'd have all these elements that we would use to like dress up our sets like you've done here better than i could ever imagine i'm still <laughs> not over this set it's oh, oh that yes. makes me happy thank you <laughs> i appreciate it so what did you um what so you ended up working for Staxel, then you moved over to mojang mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so at some point you decided to make your own company right yeah, the, the opportunity presented itself where um, they were starting out Marketplace. It wasn't a public thing yet. They wanted to see how it would go. Mm -hmm. And they were looking for people to... They wanted nine or ten people to start with, like, off the bat. Obviously, the community didn't know how to take it in the beginning. It's like, why do we have to pay? You know, everything used to be free. Or, but... I think they've handled it very well and that the creators uh, want to do this as their passion and they should be, um, like, if they can make a living and make cool stuff, um, and that's super cool because that means that it's, like, a more community-driven kind of thing. Uh, and the modded side of things is still free and still will remain free, like, forever, right? But like, in, me as a modder, where <clears throat> I did have a job at Mojang, um, and I had the chance and I said, but they, you have to leave Mojang. I'm like, okay, well, let's, I mean, I took the leap of faith. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if it was going to work. I didn't know if marketplace was going to work. I didn't know anything. 
And I was like, okay, so I can't work at Mojix because it's a conflict of interest, right. obviously. So I had to leave and start my own company. And that was scary. But, um, I mean, it ended up being worth it for sure. Uh, yeah. What, yeah, what know. is your, um, what was your biggest fear going into it? Was it just the lack of like a steady thing or? or yeah, what? well, I have enough. Thankfully, I'm very, very fortunate that my husband, um, had the stable job mm -hmm. and he said, we can live off my, like, we can just, let's start this and I, I can worry about the money while this becomes, I mean, profitable enough. I didn't want to, and I still don't want to be like a millionaire or anything. I just wanted to be able to be, have a stable income, yeah. just a normal person, stable income where I wouldn't have to worry about food or a roof over my head and um, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and Marketplace has been able to provide that for me. And I'm very, very grateful. And in turn, I've been able to provide that for my own team because I started out solo. Uh, but Razzleberry is the way we work, uh, is as a kind of like a cooperative, which means that 90% of the profits that we make goes to my team. Really? 90% of what my company makes, I redistribute among my team members. That's amazing. I didn't know that. That so seems very like, unique. Oh, Razzleberries makes a killing. Uh, no, <laughs> I make enough. To pay my salary and now my husband's salary because after uh, Prof recently left Mojang to come work full time with me on Razzleberries because it's our thing, it's mm -hmm. our company now. Um, and the time was right and everything was right for that to happen. Um, we have to pay for two people's salary now, um, and we make enough to pay for two people's salary. Um, some months are better than others, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's most of the, the, the proceeds go into my, go back into my team that put in the work. Um, so we divide everything on like percentage basis, mm -hmm. like, um, grab six team members and we divide the work among them and we divide the, the revenue share, like the, the hundred percent that we make. Um, so we take 10% because we have to. Yeah, there's overhead and everything. A for like, like uh, overhead and yeah. all of that stuff, and then the re and then and our salaries. And sometimes I'll just participate in projects, helping with models, helping with whatever, so that I can get a percentage off of projects as well, so that that can go into paying for my salary. Because sometimes the ten percent isn't enough to pay for our salaries either. So I also work on the side on projects with my team. Like I get in there with them and do the dirty work or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you said you had sixteen people. Did I hear that right? No, uh, the team is pretty big right now. Um, my team, my team, we're about 50. No shit. Are you serious? I'm serious. Uh, 50 creators that I've chosen or have come to me from within the, the mostly the Java community and mostly the modded Java community because mm -hmm. that's my community and that's the community I wanted to give back to. I have people from the building community, obviously. Um... I have people from the data pack community. Mm -hmm. uh, I have, but yeah, it's basically people from within the Minecraft community um, that have never been involved in game development in any way. Uh, or most of them, let's say 95% of them have never been a game dev. Um, and they were, and they're all ranging in ages from 
I think my youngest team member, which is the only one that's underage, is like 16. Mm -hmm. I'm like in contact with their parents all the time. And then from that all the way up to in their 40s. Um, yeah. So we're 50 people. Um, and if you put the work in, you can make a living. Mm -hmm. um, it's just providing like all the time constant content flow, right? Marketplace yeah. is getting bigger. More people are getting partnered and the competition is getting rougher and rougher, right? But yeah. we've managed to stay afloat so far. So... I mean, from an outsider's perspective, without like purely without knowing the people involved, that sounds like a nightmare dealing with so many people. How do you how can you deal with all these freelance um, or are they freelance for you or, or what? what is it? How do you deal with all these people, you know, make sure they get their content in on time? You know, that's a lot of stuff to go back and forth on. Well, we don't have we very rarely have um, deadlines. Okay. And Razzleberries, it's it's done when it's done. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so that helps uh, a lot. That helps a lot. It also makes the team want to work with each other. So we have within the team, they make their sub teams depending on what their their like strengths and weaknesses are, and what the kind of content that they want to produce is. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'll step in sometimes, but I don't them you have a quota i don't tell them we have to submit maps like if there's a month we don't submit anything then we don't submit anything that's why i was telling you sometimes it can be rough right now it's been a year where we've constantly been producing non-stop there hasn't been a week that we haven't pushed something out but in the beginning there were weeks that we didn't push any content there were months that we didn't push any content out at all uh as we you know found mm -hmm. our st footing um, because the, the 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 learning curve can be pretty steep, um, but now we were in a in the flow of things, and you start to see what people you work with well and what people you don't. And um, as my team know, um, people right now I've had to, to to tell a lot of people that I can't help them because I don't have time. Like my, I'm at my limit of how much I can handle right now. My team is that that's it that's my team mm -hmm. if i ever do do some hiring i usually post it on twitter but i'm not right now because my team has mostly become a cohesive entity now everyone's working fine mostly okay with each other yeah but yeah no deadlines unless we have a bigger project like i don't know if you saw uh on the bedrock side mojang approached us to make uh, the tutorial maps or their new releases. So the last two releases, we made a tutorial map. We made adventures. So we did Way of the Bee, the Bee update, and then we did Way of the Nether, mm -hmm. which just came out a few weeks ago. Um, those obviously have deadlines because we are working directly with Mojang. Right. So they tell us this date, this needs to be done, this date, this needs to be done, and we have deadlines for that. And the, the team focuses solely on that project. We're also, we also did the temples and totems, the RTX stuff. Yeah. Yeah. with nvidia um that was a very fast paced i mean fast it took us like three months of production to get that project out uh, with a lot of disciplines coming together to work on it uh, so the team was about 15 people i think working on a single project mm -hmm. uh, it can get rough but if you're organized it's really not that bad especially with a team that already knows what they're doing yeah, so it's good to hear that you've sort of reached that groove that that everybody can work together well. Because mm -hmm. that that I mean, especially at that scale, it seems like that 
it seems like you've good done good job uh, steering it that direction so do you do you see i mean it seems like a lot of these talents can be used elsewhere in just traditional game dev as well as as this add-on yeah. stuff are you wanting to make your own thing eventually oh is hell yeah okay that's my 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 goal is to work on it make my own well not my own because again uh, I wish to create a what's it called again? Oh, I keep forgetting the terms. Uh, a cooperative model mm -hmm. of game development, not a company like Mojang or like any of the other bigger um, game companies, where you have like like a big. Uh, state stakeholders or shareholders that that want money and you have to like no uh in the company that i wish that my, my dream company would be to fund and to find a way to make a cooperative where everyone gets a piece of the pie uh and everyone owns a piece of the game that mm -hmm. we create uh it's not oh here's your salary and then the C the ceos get millions of dollars or whatever in like or hundreds and, of thousands yeah. in royalties and like whatever and the team that actually created it and made it happen just gets nothing not even like barely any bonuses or anything because that's how the game industry works yeah and it sucks and there's a whole movement within the game industry right now in the indie game industry um where people are trying to do like this uh, community-based approach to making a game where mm. everyone owns up to what they have to do and they own a piece of the pie and they get revenue uh, for the sales that the game makes. And that's the kind of company that I want to have and that I want to be a founder or co-founder of. Um, there are already examples of this in the indie uh, scene. Uh, how profitable or how well they will work, I guess, is a point of um, first, it has to be done. Someone has to do it so that we can have data. Yeah. And second of all, it's all a matter of perspective, right? Success to you is making millions and having your employees uh, just barely making ends meet. Well, then, you know, that's your prerogative. I wouldn't call that a successful business enterprise from what my point of view is. That's that. What you just described sounds like ideal as hell. I um, I've been. Is it possible? However, I, eh, I don't know. Well, I think I mean, like you said, somebody has to take that leap, right? To to be able to to test and get that data. I mean, I I do think it's possible. I think you have to throw away that traditional sort of capitalist mindset of get the most for myself, and fuck the rest. Like it has to be. Yeah um sort of yeah you have to throw that out and, and approach it in a way that you're right how can i make this sustainable while also paying my people correctly um yeah I, and i i think it's i from a complete from a complete nobody's perspective i think it's possible and i think because i mean it works in other industries right it's worked in many yeah. other industries so i don't mm -hmm. see why it wouldn't and i and that's really cool that you don't you not only have the idea to make your own studio and make your own games but like do it in a way that's unique like how how far are you into that is there is it just sort of in the bubbling sort of idea stages right now or what is oh yeah it's okay. in the bubbling I, like i know all the right people and we have all the right yeah. people but it's just like getting them all to be able to pull it off yeah it's it's again it's a leap of faith for a lot of people because you don't have 
that stability maybe that you want or like but like fun the guys from cuphead did it yeah like right like they're a, a, a success story um there's lots of success stories um and that are not these giant triple a companies um yeah so it's just to try so absolutely i don't want to end up in minecraft forever not that i don't adore minecraft <laughs> i do i really do i love minecraft and it'll always be a huge part of my life and i don't think i'll ever leave yeah i do want to like try other things right minecraft is not the be all and all of my world if that makes sense no it does um, yeah you don't want to i mean you you have obvious talent and and so does your team and it not saying that you're putting yourself in like a like creatively binding but you're you know you're putting all your eggs in another company in games basket so it'd be great to move to something different as well as do um minecraft stuff right yeah minecraft is definitely a means to an end um yeah. because we well you learn a lot and um as you said earlier you do learn skills that are can be applied to game development mm -hmm. and um yeah, it's all a matter of oh, taking the leap right yeah so what is um is there any sort of misconceptions you think people get i mean and there is a lot on on the modding site about the the marketplace do you do you see a lot of it online or i don't really pay that much attention because i not because i don't care yeah but because i'm so busy <laughs> i don't have the time to sit and scroll through like drama or whatever right, right um so like if you want to like give me a specific example and i'll tell you what i think like if you have any questions i can try and answer as truthfully well, as I, I mean it's just the typical stuff of of um like i don't know there's a lot of i'm just trying to formulate it correctly there's a lot of mindsets in a lot of modern communities that you're sort of selling out if you start selling your stuff or if you start making money no. from your stuff so i don't agree yeah and i yeah so people, yeah i want to hear your thoughts my thoughts are people deserve to make a living off of the hobbies that take so many hours like for you guys that are watching or listening um you enjoy years countless hours literal hours of other another person's work are free don't you think that those people could make even better stuff if they knew that they could afford to focus a hundred percent on that thing that they're giving you for free mm -hmm. so that's also was my beef with curse forge for a long time and and it still is it's like okay so um they don't tell us transparently how much they're making off of us bringing traffic to their website and modders make i've heard of modders that made 50 bucks in six months oh yeah that's not in, that's totally they, not unheard of and like i don't know if they're making bank or not because they're not transparent about it i don't know how much they're keeping or if it's profitable it's if it's not profitable like i can't criticize uh, information i don't know about I can see that, like, they're reaping a ton of benefits where we weren't, like, as modders, we aren't still. Um, it's a so... weird mentality, right? Like, especially even on modder sides, like, I've seen modders themselves, like, defend not wanting just... to get paid for their stuff. And it seems a little bit odd. It's But that's cool if they don't want to get paid. Yeah. I'm not asking to get paid for Deco. Right. 
And I, because it's, it's like, it's a passion project, but it would be cool if someone could tip me once in a while. I'd appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Um, not because I don't make a living already, not because whatever, but like, it's been a very hard, long, arduous road to get to where I am. Mm -hmm. And not everyone is as fortunate as I am, uh, to have been like, I don't believe that anything is really about talent. Of course you need talent, but you also need luck. You need to know the right people and you need to be, need to be at the right place at the right time. Or it doesn't happen. I'm like, there's crazy, like crazy uh, talented people that are way more talented than me. They're not in the position that I am in. And I don't think that that's fair. So, so do you see, so you see your company as sort of giving the people that you, that you truly believe in like a chance and a shot at, you know, getting yes. their name out there because they are essentially not... creating a portfolio and, you know, and yeah. And like when I see it, like if I have a sub team that I, that, that work, like came to me and they're like, Hey, we can't get partnered because it's taking forever to get partnered. Mm -hmm. And we published through you. And I said, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Um, which right now I'm not accepting any more people because I cannot give them the attention that they require. Cause I'm, I'm a finite yeah. single person, but the teams that I do have, I'm very happy to and have done on occasion. And you can go ask people. I have recommended them and they have eventually uh, gotten partnered because I don't have any intention of keeping it, them to myself. Like if they want to fly solo, they have the right to fly solo. So whenever I can, I do put in a good word and I'm like, hey, this team deserves to be looked at. I know you guys have 10,000 applications. <laughs> um um but like make a little space for for this team and see if you like what they do mm -hmm. um they don't uh it's not that i have any power or say it's just like i shoot someone a message about someone that i know that i can vouch for it's like a recommendation letter that's it yeah. it's not raz told blah and they got partnered because raz said so raz said so no 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 I can. You could already help. hear the conspiracy theories. Like it's, it's like, oh, oh my god, Raz! Like no, 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 no. I. It's like when you when you when you go ask for a job and you're leaving your old job, you ask for a recommendation yes. letter. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm giving them a recommendation letter to apply for another job, which is no longer with me. That's, that's what it is, it's, and it's worked sometimes, and sometimes it hasn't. Mm -hmm. Some people have been accepted. Some people haven't. I just am willing to throw my hat in the ring for the people that I'm working with. Um, if I see that they have the potential. Mm -hmm. um, and also to, to come join my team, it's not that I look for the best of the best. Like, no. Um, if I see you have potential, you might not be the best. But if I feel that you click with the team and that you have potential and that you're willing to take constructive criticism, that you're willing to grow and that you're willing to learn from your peers... Of course, welcome to the team. You don't have to be the best. I don't care about that. I want to see that you have drive to grow. Um, because wasted potential is the worst, saddest, right? You can have people that are super talented, but yeah. their egos are as big as the room, and they don't work well with other people, and I don't want that on my team. You, you seem like the idea. Man, I want to go work for you now. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, it seems like you have it all figured out in the way that it, like, 
it should be run in the way that um a sort of a especially in terms of user created content it seems like you have a really good grasp on what needs to be done and and what what you need to be looking for um do you what do you think oh no go on I, I was just gonna say I don't feel like I'm the best business savvy, but like <laughs> the, maybe it's not the smartest on the business side of things. Um, because I'm not looking to like make crazy profit or like any right. thing like that. Yeah, I'm sure you and, could streamline your entire company to make the most money possible, right? But that doesn't seem to be your prerogative. No, it isn't. Uh, I'm happy with being, um, as I said, having food on the table, having a roof over my head, mm-hmm. being able to like visit places, travel, like do the things that I like, like be able to to, to fund my hobbies, um, which is maybe a trip or two a year somewhere that I want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if I'm lucky, <laughs> this year I haven't been on vacation yeah. for over a year. But whatever, one can dream. Um, but uh, it's I'm not looking to you know. I don't know how to say it. I don't want to be rich. I don't want to. I think it would be cool. <laughs> not gonna lie, I would love that, but it's not my it's secondary. Goal. It seems it's like not my goal in life at all. Yeah, not even not even secondary. It's like way <laughs> down on the list somewhere. As long as I can live a com- comfortably mm-hmm. like, without worries, uh, I'm I'm good. I, I don't need anything else. Well, I. I mean, it seems like, I mean, you have a ton on your plate, I can already tell, but it seems like you'd be an amazing person to advocate for this sort of, like, you know, user-created content. Like, it seems like you understand the worth of a, of a modder or, or of a, uh, and the, the, the value they bring to a game. Um, I, I mean, I know that's not your job, but it, like, I do think that that's, like, I think people would like to hear what you have to say, because it's, I think that this is, it's an issue in that, you know they're not treated as like you said to, for in the curseforge um case they're not treated in the best way they it's sort of opaque in the way that it's done um and um and i think i think companies like yours and and what you do for for uh, you know bringing on people from every community i think that is you're doing your part and uh, not that you have to but i'm glad that you are um, and I, and I really do hope that more people follow th- suit with, with the kinds of things that you're doing. Um, is there any, where can people find you, um, online? Twitter, mostly. Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or on the, Raz, um, the Raz's Mods Discord. Okay. I mean, I, if I have time, I try to respond to everyone. Just please don't send me hi and then not tell me what you want because <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Um, uh, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, you just did. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just, uh, hey, Raz, what's up? I wanted to ask you about blah, 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 blah. That's mm-hmm. way easier for me to parse than hi, which doesn't mean I don't have to say hi. And then You're wait. like, how are you? I'm good. How about you? <laughs> it's just like, I have too much to do. Please tell me what you want. Um, and I will answer you as, uh, as, as quickly as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right, yeah, check her out on Twitter. Um, I can give my Twitter. It's at Razzleberry Fox. There you go. Um, I guess a green flum here can put it in the description. Yeah. I don't know if there's a description. There is, um, and I'll put it on screen yeah. when you say it. Yeah. And I'll yeah, I'll just send uh, you guys also. I'll give uh, a green flum here the link to my Discord if you guys want to hop on and like join and say hi. I'm there all the time, um, unless I'm asleep. <laughs> you know. 
sadly, I have to sleep. Yeah, it's a human thing. It's unfortunate, isn't it? It is. I feel like it's a waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) You spend like a third of your life in bed or something like that? That's really sad. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Well, how have you been with the, have you been with quarantine? Have you been in the house a lot? Like just. I haven't left my apartment barely. Like I have left sometimes, but like I've mostly been in quarantine since February. Yeah. It seems like I haven't left my house in like four months, I think. It's what it feels I, like. I feel like I'm going nuts so sometimes. I'm just like, oh, please. When is it going to end? I wanted to go see my parents. They live in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I'm in Sweden. And I'm sad because I haven't seen them in a year. And I don't know when I'm going to get to see them. And I'm worried about them because they're also like, you know, old, older, like right. in their 60s. And I'm like, don't leave the house because they're in Houston right now in Texas. And I know that it's really bad there right now. So I'm just like, you're forbidden from leaving house. Yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> that it's yeah, it's it sucks. It's like you want to go out, but you can't because you know you want to be responsible. It's just all this craziness. That's yeah. And I mean, I don't even know. Like, can you le- come to the U.S. right now? Is that even no. allowed? Yeah, I was like, is that even allowed? I think I'm allowed to go to the U.S. You I can't think. come back. I don't right? even know. But like, I can come back because I'm a resident. But I mm, have to like mm. quarantine when I get back, which is fine. I can quarantine. But- uh i don't think it's a good idea to travel yeah, at all right now um so uh i'll just wait it out sadness i know i know it, it's it's it probably put a lot of uh like you said you want to travel it's kind of put a lot of wrenches in a lot of people's plans in terms of that oh, for sure yeah thankfully i didn't have any plan any like things bought like tickets bought or whatever um, yeah well at least yeah, at least kids are at home and playing minecraft now and using the marketplace and you know yeah. <laughs> there's a bright it's side been, to all this not gonna lie it's been a good few months yeah like i feel i even feel bad because obviously not everyone again is as fortunate and i know that there's a lot of people that are struggling right now yes but for online businesses it's been really really good because people are they don't have anything to do so they're consuming digital media uh like super crazy oh yeah um, i mean and they're just they're hungry for more 